0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and in this episode of Major League Baseball Picks, I will outline the prices I think make for good bets using my own mathematical model called Sideline for game schedule to be played on Friday, July 7th, 2023. If you're in here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you want projections and picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under one dollar per day. You'll get money lines, run lines, totals, first fives, all sorts of goodies. And of course, exclusive access to our Discord chat. Remember that sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game and is not trying to forecast it to a T is of a foolish and impossible goal. There are no right sides or wrong sides or other prices where any side should be played, whether you're using my model or someone else's, this is the type of probabilist probabilistic thinking that is key to growing your bankroll instead of draining it. There are ups and downs, but with this sort of thinking, those things will balance out in the long run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, Please understand that good and bad variants will occur for the long run profitability has been proven winning every single day is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, I was trying to convince Cousin Jared to come back this morning. I've got some updates here for you. For the most part here, we'll be sticking to morning Shows going forward, and I should be able to be joined by a co-host uh, most of the time, which is always fun. Um, not that I, you know, I can't talk baseball by myself here as I'll do today, but I do think it makes for a more fun show having someone to bounce ideas off of. I think it's more enlightening, especially hearing somebody else's take on, uh, you know, what the model says and and how. Uh, they attack it. And so I think that's a a benefit. So we should be able to do that for the most part. Uh, With that, we'll also be uh, dropping into five shows a week. Um, No Saturday shows now going forward. But remember, if you are interested in picks uh, on those Saturday games, just like for Sunday, uh, those will be available on Dub Club. And I'll be around in the discord chat for people to ask questions uh, and give feedback and input to, you know, just like always over there. So, uh, couple of, of changes there and, and I was trying to get cousin Jared back on this morning uh, to give him a little bit of a hard time uh, when I have a co on I, I tend to let them pick uh, for the most part what games we cover what picks they like the most um, and I was gonna give him a little bit of hard time you know for for yesterday overall we profited um, it was another solid day not as good as the day before and and I, and I didn't go over it too much because of having him on having other discussion points, but uh, we had a fantastic Wednesday and then a good Thursday uh, now is uh, basically made back all the money we lost last week, which is always fun to bounce back like that. It talks about the highs and lows uh, in every episode. And that's just kind of the way it goes, of course. Uh, but I was going to, I was going to give him a little bit of hard time for choosing a, um, you know, a couple of the, of the, you know, weaker games on, on you know, yesterday uh, didn't work out for us, but that's also the way it goes on Thursday slates with fewer games. And of course, recording here before all the lines are out. So, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I give them a tough job picking which games to go over and I have a tough job picking which games to go over because we don't even have the full slate uh, of games at our disposal. Um, but I do have five games to talk about today and a lot of interesting discussion points. And I'll kind of mention this as we go through it, but going to talk some first fives today, um, and not so much that I think they're necessarily better than some of the full game picks, but the reasons why I'm going first five, I think are interesting discussion points and things to think about, especially with certain teams involved. Um, some of the other full game picks that I'm not covering, are a little bit more straightforward. It's kind of like, hey, we're just kind of following the model. There's not as much to talk about. So uh, picking the, the games that I think have the most interesting things to discuss for you here today. But before we get to it, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and if you turn on notifications and you won't miss any of the MLB, including player props, college basketball, college football, or coming this fall, NFL content that this channel provides. Uh, And as part of that update, as I mentioned, no Saturday show, so no show tomorrow. But there will be another player prop video today. So we will have um, this show and a player prop video for Friday games, and then the All-Star break. We'll have... Uh, a full week off and then back at it like normal Reminder: you can uh, see how i scale my picks in the google sheet with the season results that link is in the show description updated the look of the sheet here recently and i think it's uh new and improved and has allowed me to format and display when i'm taking multiple uh picks in the same game one of those i will talk about today but as always with scaling and with picks take what you like and leave the rest Let's start off here at 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Braves at the Rays. I mean, this, you know, I hesitate to say potentially World Series preview, right, because uh, playoffs are weird and very rarely do the two best teams in each league ever actually meet in the Fall Classic. But um, I think you'd be hard-pressed to say that these aren't the two best teams in baseball in the first half in each of their respective leagues here. There should be a fantastic series here to head into the All-Star break, kind of must-watch TV uh, it, it, you know, definitely games that I will be, um, having up on my screens here, obviously in a dome. So no real weather effect, but a pitcher friendly ballpark, Charlie Morton and Tyler glass. Now, uh, Morton's still kind of trucking along as a pretty good pitcher. 357 ERA this season. Uh, age has not really hit him yet. Underlying metrics suggest it should be a tiny bit worse, but not by much still good. Not great. Not quite as good as his dominant days with the Astros, uh, but still a very good, Pitcher and a very respectable one, uh, of course, backed up by a pretty solid Braves bullpen that is at least trending in the right direction. Two just fantastic offenses, two of the top offenses in baseball here. Uh, but of course, the best pitcher in this game will be Tyler Glasnow. Does have a 450 ERA this season, but the underlying metrics are superb. It's just a matter of time before he starts going out and having good start after good start. The model loves him still. Again, when you look under the hood. Do not be fooled by that 450 ERA. I still think he is a dominant pitcher. Now, obviously, it's not going to be easy to have success against the Braves, so it's more of a situation where I think um, if I were to look at it, if if a pitcher had a 450 ERA and that's what I thought his true abilities were going up against this Braves offense, I think this guy's going to get shelled. Uh, but Glasnow, again, I think is much, much better. Than that projects more around a three ERA going forward, and that's park neutral, not even uh, – Considering the fact that he plays in a slightly pitcher friendly ballpark, so uh, you know, I, I, I think he can hold his own against this really good Braves offense. But again, two great offenses; it should be a lot of fun to watch. Models is that the Rays win this fifty eight percent of the time, but the price should be Tampa Bay minus one thirty six. That they get their home field advantage, of course, and then a little bit of a boost based off of uh, a Tyler Glass now giving them uh, getting them from about fifty three to fifty eight percent offensively, maybe the tiniest boost, maybe a tiny ding on the bullpens. But again, the biggest thing is Glasnow versus Morton. Not that Morton's bad. It's just that Glasnow is the better pitcher. A B grade price would be minus 128 or better. Uh, An A grade price would be minus 118 or better. Current price is minus 110. So you have an A grade pick on the Rays if you want them. But I'm actually going to take first five instead uh it's minus 120 so i'm paying one extra dime but the rays actually project to win if you remove pushes uh because on a you know they can obviously tie uh, the first five innings, 59% of the time, slightly higher. Why is that? Because that Braves bullpen's better than Tampa's. And so this kind of removes the fact that if this is a tight game, if this game goes extras, I don't really want to be on Tampa. Not that they can't win, obviously. Um, and and you, you might have a slight edge as the home team at extras. I'm not sure we have enough data to really say for sure on that. And there's a lot of competing theories. But um, bottom line is I don't want to go against this Braves set of relievers uh if we get to extra innings and obviously as an entertainment standpoint that would be fine but I'd rather just be done and and move on and not have the risk there so it's kind of one of those things where the tie actually is enticing uh here for the first five because then we can just sure we take our push and we move on if it happens to be tied um but it could be a tight game and if so um I, I kind of want to not be involved. If you have an option at a book that has just nine innings, um, that's not a common thing. You see that like in soccer a lot, right? And and a little bit in hockey, you might see it. I'm not sure I've ever seen it in baseball, but if you have that option uh, where it's, you know, like a three-way line, uh, I guess the, the issue with a three-way line is that you lose the, If they go to extras, but at least you get better odds. Maybe that's something to think about if if you have some different options. But uh, bottom line is, I just don't want to be going against this Braves bullpen. So I'm going to take the first five Raves at minus 120. Uh, A grade price on the first five money line is minus 126. So uh, it's an A grade play either way. Uh, I could split my bet. I debated splitting my bet between the two. you know, again, it's just a situation where I'll just take my chances on the first five and not deal with the Braves bullpen. If the edge was smaller on first five and larger for full game, I would say it's worth it because, again, a lot of this is about price. This is more of a that was my tiebreaker thinking, given that the edge is about the same in both markets. Current total on this game, eight and a half model projects, eight point five. So I think it's a pretty well priced total. 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. Royals at the Guardians. Uh, Royals hung in pretty well last night and then fell to the Guardians. I think we got a nice uh, B-grade winner on them. And again, a reminder, the you know B-grades now are kind of the old A-minus picks, and the A-grades now are the old stronger of the A-play. So uh, B-grade there, still a solid investment. Got that win last night with Cleveland coming through against that terrible Royals uh, bullpen. And 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 and, uh, and, uh, and a Jordan Lyles' start, that he looked pretty solid to start off the game. Um, you know, obviously, they never expected him to go, you know, seven shutout or something like that, you know, but uh, you know, the end of his outing there, and the, I believe it was the sixth into the bullpen. Obviously, that's where things got a little bit hairier for Kansas City. But early on, the Royals looked kind of strong. Uh, something to keep in mind here tonight in Cleveland, low 70s wind, they'll be blowing mostly across pitcher friendly ballpark, no real weather adjustment. Daniel Lynch versus Aaron Savali. Uh, Savali, I think the 296 era is all smoke and mirrors. I think if you flip the era with him in glass, oh, that's actually more like what you would expect. The underlying metrics for Savali suggests the ERA should be in the mid to upper fours. Not that Daniel Lynch is any better. He does have a 414 ERA, but even that I think is a little bit smoke and mirrors. I'm not a huge Daniel Lynch fan. His underlying metrics suggest the ERA should be around five. So, uh, you know, I think two below average pitchers closer to average, at least for Savali than Daniel Lynch. The benefit that Daniel Lynch has going for him is that this guardians team is kind of left-handed heavy and that gives them a little bit of a ding against lefties. Otherwise, though, of course, once you get to the bullpens, this is a situation where you don't want to be on the Royals necessarily full game. You probably want to play them first five. And if you like the Guardians, you probably want to play them full game because that bullpen uh, should at least hold the Royals at bay if it is a tight contest. Model says the Guardians win this 65% of the time and the price should be minus 186. I'm seeing minus 185. So that would be a C minus pick full game on the Guardians, if that was something you were interested in. Uh, I'm actually going to go first five on the Royals, though. B-grade pick at plus 165. Model says the Royals win. pushes excluded. 39% of the time at the correct first five, price should be plus 153. B-grade threshold, 163. And an A-grade would be 178. So uh, not quite to an A-grade here. B-minus on the Royals. But I kind of think that last night, You know, this game might be a similar story to tonight's. Not that Lynch is good, but Jordan Lyles isn't good. And Lynch, at least being a lefty, plays to his advantage. Um, You know, Royals offense, not great, but they might get a run or two off of Savali's. not the most, uh, you know, strong pitcher in baseball. But as the game moves along, uh, once Lynch starts wearing down, that's where he's going to have some trouble, just like Lyles last night into the Royals bullpen, which is very questionable, especially now that they've lost a role as Chapman. Uh, and that's where I want to be out of Dodge here. The Royals might hold on to win, especially if they're winning big in the first five. Uh, but I'll take my chance here on first five plus 165 offers some good value. And I am not on the run line here in the first five, which has been more of where we've played in these first fives as giving that ourselves the opportunity for a tie to give us the win. In this case, of course, a tie gives us a push. That's okay. Push is not necessarily the worst thing in the world world the reason why i'm going here instead of on the run line is because the b grade threshold for the first five run line would be plus 110 model says it's pretty 50 50 here that the guardians win about half the time and then the royals lose win or tie the first five about half the time current first five run line pricing things plus one Oh five. And so that would be a C grade on the first five run lines. That's why I'm on the money line here. Those prices are going to move around here. Usually by doing these morning recordings, the hour that it takes me to get set up record and upload by the time I get done with it, every numbers move like 10 cents one way or the other. So Keep that in mind by the time you're listening to this, that that run line is appealing because I definitely think this could be, uh, you know, just like last night, 1-1 or maybe even 2-2 after 5. Um, And that tie would be nice. Just right now, the price just isn't that good. And I'd rather be involved in a market with uh, more upside here given the edge is so much stronger. Uh, So again, plus 163 and plus 110 are about equivalent looks for me. Um, So because I got better on the money line, that's what I'm sticking to here. And this one, total 8.2 is what the model projects. Actual total is 8.5, so a pretty well-priced total. 8.10 p.m. Eastern, Reds at the Brewers. A wild game with the Reds yesterday. And, of course, uh, dealing with the, um, you know, rain delay in Washington. Won't have to worry about that in Milwaukee, though. it should be a nice night. They should be able to keep the roof open around 70 degrees. Um, You know, you've got... Two pitchers that I think are fascinating to talk about in this one with Andrew Abbott and Corbin Burns. I'm not a big Andrew Abbott fan, a 121 ERA, but his XFIP is 427. I just do not think he's going to be able to pitch anywhere near this going forward. The results have been there, but it feels like all smoke and mirrors. Uh, that said, Corbin Burns hasn't been good this year. And he's been a guy I've talked a lot about right from the start of the season. Hasn't looked good for ERA and his XFIP is 414. So I don't think that Burns is, uh, You know, I don't think it's fluky that he that his numbers aren't that good this year. He has not pitched well. Can he regain his own four? Absolutely. Has he done it yet? Absolutely not. So um, you have a guy in Burns who I'm I've been mostly fading earlier. I was fading him because I was digging him a little bit more. Uh, I think in the books were, and then maybe some of the other, you know, people who do this for a living, you know, like I do and, and, and are modeling this stuff. I think there was a little bit more resistance to adjust him. And so I think early on, it was kind of more, everyone thought it was old Corbin Burns and I kind of caught on a a little earlier. So we were fading him because of that. Now I kind of still think fading him makes sense just because I don't think he's that great anymore. He's good, not great. Um, And if anybody's hanging on, thinking he's going to turn it around, if he does, you know, we'll make that adjustment. But for now, I just don't think he's going to be. um, It's hard. It's hard to. It's one of those things where he, he he probably can turn it around, but you can't necessarily say when that'll happen. And so until it does, I think just keep riding the. You know, he's okay. Uh, but he's not the old Corbin Burns that we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, and this Reds offense is definitely a lot better than the Brewers. So when I talk about these pitchers and there's a lot to talk about there, you have to remember that this Reds offense is light years ahead of this Brewers offense. Um, obviously relievers, the Reds relievers will take a step back a little bit and the, and the Brewers relievers are better, but the Brewers relievers, not what they used to be either. Not the depth that they had, not the top end guys they had. I mean, it's Devin Williams and you know, beyond that, it's not much. Uh, so, you know, a lot of fascinating things to talk about in this game. I still think Burns is slightly better than Abbott, but uh, there's a lot of variability to consider with both of these guys. Uh, Model says that this is pretty close to a coin toss game, 50-50, and so I'd be looking at the Reds at plus 108 for the full game. That's a C plus pick. B grade is plus 112 or better a-grade plus 121, but we have a strong edge here on the first five. So that's where I'll be here. Same situation I talked about with Kansas City and Cleveland. Been on a lot of the run lines in the first five here this week, but taking the money line, the run line price for the first five on the Reds is minus 120. That hits right at the uh, A-grade price. The first five, uh, slightly better um than the requirement here at plus one fifteen. Uh model says it's pretty coin toss here. You have to remove the possibility of a push. This is more of a uh situation where if you wanted to split your wager between money line and run line, I think that makes a little bit more sense than it does in Kansas City, Cleveland, because at least as of the time of this recording. The difference between the edges is much larger. Here, the difference is more like rounding error difference. Uh, so I just chose here to go with the money line, take the plus odds rather than lay minus 120, partially because, um, as I mentioned, the extra variability with the starting pitching means there's more question marks in my head about how this plays out. So I'm less inclined to play a safer, higher likelihood of winning, uh, pick at, at worse odds, uh, that since they're roughly equivalent, I'd rather take the pick that wins a little bit less, but has more plus odds because that extra just can, can Andrew Abbott keep pitching way above his head? Probably not, but. I mean, it's worked for six outings, right? Uh, Will Corbin Burns magically figure it out? Probably not, but maybe, right? We know it's there historically. So there's just a lot of question marks. And so I guess my reasoning here, the tiebreaker thought for me is I'd rather be involved in the plus odds than the minus odds, given that the edges are about the same. If the edge was much stronger one way or the other, I would just go that way. But here, uh, between the two, I'd rather take the plus odds. And if it pushes, it pushes. That's fine. There's like a, you know, a thousand, over a thousand, over two thousand, whatever baseball. Game. I don't know. It's a lot of baseball games in a season, right? If we push one, that's it's not the end of the world. Total in this one, another spot on total model projects eight. Actual total is eight, so another pretty good total pricing there. Eight ten PM Eastern. Mariners at the Astros. Are the Mariners back? Five and one this month. Uh, playing a little bit better here as the calendar has turned. Uh, I feel like what I've seen from the Mariners and they're a team that I always seem to end up watching. Uh, we've joked in the discord about, it feels like any night that is 50, 50 comes down to what the Mariners are going to do determines if we're profitable or not. Um, you, you know, and then thankfully, you know, last night they, they won for us early it in the night. We'd have to worry about it. right. The night before was so profitable. Didn't matter. Right. So it's obviously not every night, but there's a lot of nights where that happens uh, with this team. So I end up watching them a lot. It seems like Uh it, What I what I've seen from them recently, it feels like they're back in this sense of we're starting to see the starting pitching consistently be good. Their only loss this month was when Tommy Malone started, which was kind of a joke to start with and nothing against him. It's just, you know, he, he the Mariners have so many good starting pitchers. He's been in AAA all season, and they brought him up, and then then they tried to send him back down now for one start, right? So, I I again, nothing against him, and he's like a much better pitcher than I'll ever be, right? Caveat that. But um, he's not the caliber of the rest of their starting pitching. So, you take that aside, they've won all five games this month, and it's been on the back of – their exact game plan, right? And Tampa's tough because Tampa's got a really good offense, but holding Tampa down a little bit, those last couple games of the season, especially, I believe it was the Sunday game, really holding them down. Um, strong starting pitching, strong relief pitching. That's just locked down and an offense. That's maybe not fantastic, but kind of good enough to get the job done. That's their game plan. That's kind of what I'm starting to see. It's only, you know, five good games this month, but, um, we know they've been underperforming all season, and so we don't expect that to continue. So I'm going to keep in mind there, it should be a really good pitching matchup here between Luis Castillo and Hunter Brown. Um, Castillo's got the better ERA. Hunter Brown's got the better underlying metrics. Both of these guys are really good. Relievers, uh, both sets of relievers really good. Uh, the Mariners think give a little bit more depth than the Ast- Astros do. Biggest issue with the Astros offensively. Kind of been preaching this, that they can beat up on weaker pitchers, but they're going to struggle against good pitchers. That's why we had an A-grade pick on the Mariners last night at a steal of a price when they opened that lineup. Um, You you know, going against George Kirby, they didn't do well, and that's not surprising. I think the same thing's going to happen with Luis Castillo, going up against a good pitcher right now without them being healthy and, and adding Altuve to the I.L., hurts even more. Um, you know, they're fairly right-handed heavy. That doesn't really change with losing Altuve, but it doesn't bode well. I mean, they're going to hit lefties better and they're going to hit weaker pitchers better. And that's what we've sort of been preaching. That's what we've been seeing for the most part. Um, that's pretty well holding. And so... Um, It's kind of, I feel like it took a while, but I think we're maybe getting to a point where we're kind of figuring out these teams and how to play them. Um, And this just sets up to, I can't believe I'm saying this, but with the Mariners having the better offense, I'm not sure they have the better pitcher. I think both these pitchers are really good. Uh, But with the Mariners having the better offense, I mean, they've got a real chance to win this game. Model says it's pretty coin toss. Uh, Mariners win 51% of the time. The correct price should be Mariners minus minus. 103. We'll get them at plus 103, just eeks into a B grade, A grade price to be plus 111. And I mentioned this to the Discord the way I'm looking at the Mariners here now that we're talking about first fives. If I'm fading the Mariners, I kind of want to do it in the first five. Uh, If we're backing the Mariners, I kind of want to do it full game as that bullpen has really started to step up and pitch like we thought it would all season. And so uh, I think you're going to get, I think for the most part, that's the smarter way to play it. I don't think the odds are quite reflecting uh, just how much their bullpen helps them uh, later in the the game. So uh, I'll take the Mariners here at full game. If you were going to take the Astros, I'd play them first five. I think they're a little bit overpriced, though. Uh, As of right now, the current price. On the first five money line is minus 120. And I've got the Astros slightly favored in the first five, but not quite by that price. So uh, in this case, I will stick to full game mariners, just eats into a B grade. I think it's a coin toss game. So, plus odds is really too good to pass up. Total projection 7.4, actual total 7.5. If I was going to play this one, I would definitely go under. I would not be looking over. Um, this Mariners offense, again, just very mediocre. Probably not going to have a ton of success against Hunter Brown, who's a very good pitcher. This Astros offense, I don't think can do anything off Castillo. This sets up to be a three to one type ball game. So, the model doesn't suggest you play the under. And I'm, and I'm going to, for the most part here, I like to stick to one pick per game unless I just can't help myself because the, the edges are so great. Um, but I mean, you really, if you were thinking about a total, I think the under just makes a lot of sense. It's just model says it's priced, right? So I can't officially recommend it, but it's definitely the way I'd be looking, knowing what I know about these two teams. A game where y'all probably already know I'm going to the under the home game in San Diego, right? You don't even have to listen to the rest of this. Do please do, but um, Mets at Padres. Uh, Interesting one to talk about here specifically. Last time we talked about the Padres, I had that over on TikTok uh, and Instagram as the total of the day a couple days ago went the first five under. Uh, so now that we've got that, you know, we can kind of talk about both markets here. Justin Verlander and you Darvish, a, a set of pitchers who, you know, would have been a marquee matchup 10 years ago and and still not a bad one, right? These guys are, uh, you know, both really good pitchers. Still Darvish, that 484 ERA. Don't be fooled by that. Underlying metric suggests it should be over a full run. Lower uh, Verlander, 366 ERA. Actually, underline metric suggests it should be higher. He's been a little bit up and down, a little bit disappointing for the Mets, not nearly as good as he was last year uh, and in previous years with the Astros. But still, both of these pitchers are good. I just don't think either one of them is great uh, at this point, which kind of makes sense. They're both getting a little bit older. Both sets of relievers, not ideal. Now, the Padres, they're top relievers. They're kind of what the models you know, looks at. You know, or If they're ahead late, their top relievers a little bit better, mainly on the strength of Josh Hader. Uh, Mets relievers don't have that, though. Neither team has a lot of depth in the bullpen. Both bullpens definitely can be shaky. Both offenses are solid. Uh, surprisingly enough, right now, the Mets offense actually rates higher than the Padres offense. You know, we've talked about the Padres struggles all year, and that continues to happen. And the model kind of dings the Padres. It seems like just a tiny bit each and every day. I think the overall price for this game is set really accurately. If you're picking a side models says Padres win 54% of the time, barely better than home field. Why do they have that slight edge? They lose a little bit on offense, but the the back end of the bullpen really matters. It's a situation where if the Padres are up, they have a higher likelihood of closing out the deal, and that's where they get like that extra one percent, basically from from home field. Um, Right now, I'm seeing Padres minus one twenty two, Mets plus one twelve. Right now, it's priced exactly in between, uh, or my projections exactly in between what the possibilities are. So. On the side, and the first five markets are kind of similar. line markets are kind of similar. I don't want to talk about each number. Again, if you want all that, all that's available for Dub Club. uh, And hopefully what I think is a nice little format to display for people. But uh, all the side prices are are, are pretty well done. I'm going to go under Model Project 7.2. I'm going to go under 8. And I'm also going to take... First five under four at even money. Model projects three point something. Can't remember the number off top of my head, but I love the even money aspect of this. Maybe it pushes. Um, I like splitting my wager here simply because uh, I don't have to deal with the bullpens. We've already got some of our money in our hands. So, maybe again, maybe it pushes, but a higher likelihood that it wins. Uh, I like the full game just because as the night goes along, you know it's not like it's going to become any easier to score runs from a weather standpoint. Uh You know, that part notoriously extremely pitcher friendly another night with the wind blowing in Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to have a lot of runs. I think if this was a, a total set at nine, I might just go only first five under simply because I'm thinking about extra innings and the free runs there and extra innings only happens in, I don't know, seven, eight percent of games. We've seen more of them lately, though. It feels like as we've gotten more towards the middle of the summer, it's more like 10 percent. Uh, so, obviously, just thinking about if we end up in a situation with extras, and this is a game that on a neutral site would be pretty much a coin toss game. You know, if it was nine, I'd be thinking, well, if we get to four, four, we can't win and we're in trouble with the extras. I'd be a little bit more inclined to just go for a But at eight, uh in this park it's more likely that the full game even if it's tied is like 2-2 and we still can survive extras so i'm just going to split my wager here Uh, i think the edge is about the same on both uh half of my wager on the first under four the other half on under eight so to win half a unit on each hopefully if they both win we get that full unit that we normally get with totals and that's all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Picture with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show all the sports betting content provided on this channel. right into your feed. Again, player prop episode coming later today. That's, as always, throughout this weekend and throughout next week, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.